I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. There's been a lot of talk recently about what flags can fly in school, whether kids should wear masks, how to teach American history. But there's one thing that people across the country agree should be included in schools, and that might surprise you. It's religion. Religious conversations and displays are supported by a majority of Americans, according to the American Perspective Survey. Here to talk about some new research and how it contradicts a lot of the mainstream narrative is the associate editor of Deseret News National. She also covers religion, politics, and the Supreme Court, and uh, she is one of our favorite, Kelsey Dallas. She also holds a master's degree in religion from Yale Divinity School, and uh, she joins us on the live line now. Kelsey, thanks for jumping in today. Hey, thanks for having me, Boyd. So let's break this down. This is one of those uh, that caught me by surprise. It was one of those think again moments for me. But you you deliver those regularly, uh, talking about that maybe maybe we're not so against religion in schools as maybe we thought we were. I think the reason that you and I are both surprised is that we're used to talking about religion in schools in isolation, and so all the drama that comes uh, based on what role prayer should play, what role faith-based student groups should um, play in, in campus activities. But when you look at religion within the bigger context of different conflicts that it can affect schools, it's not nearly as bad as some of these other battles that are percolated. Yeah, so fascinating. So give us some of the numbers here. Again, this was a survey for the Survey Center of American Life. Uh, what does that look like? What do the numbers actually tell us? Yeah, so overall, more than three-quarters of Americans are comfortable with lessons on world religions, and so that would just be like, okay, you're in a history class, let's talk about the development of this one particular faith group or the role this religion played in a battle, for example. Nothing too crazy there, but then it's still very high. 76% of U.S. adults are okay with optional Bible classes, which would be like an entire semester where you're looking at the Bible's role in the world and sort of its uh, research into it over time. And then there's also strong support around um, six and ten Americans that are okay with actual religious displays in the classroom. And so that would be like a Christian nativity scene or a Jewish menorah around the holidays uh, for the Jewish community. And so I was really stunned by that because it's not like you would mistake a Christian nativity scene for some secular symbol. Like that is very clearly tied for to Christian understanding of Christmas. Yeah, absolutely. And and uh, I did find that interesting as well. Again, whether it's a nativity scene or a Jewish uh, menorah, 64% uh, say, hey, that's okay. That's a good thing. I was glad to see Christmas trees uh, clocked in at 81%. Uh, apparently, <laughs> apparently, everybody can get behind a Christmas tree. <laughs> well, and that makes sense because there's obviously 
plenty of examples of Christmas trees being used just as a celebration of like a secular shopping season or family celebration. It doesn't necessarily have this religious significance attached for everyone. Yeah, and then I want to, also wanted to get uh, Kelsey around this idea of lesson, lessons around religious liberty, uh, because again, that that takes us into a little different space in terms of the conversation. What did you find out? Yes, so the survey included a great question, which is that what are the topics that schools should focus on um, most often or are most essential for schools to be tackling? And the ones that rose to the top in that analysis were things like climate change or slavery within American history, like racial discrimination. And farther down the list was religious liberty issues. And I thought that that actually made sense because um, although I think about it all the time and write about it all the time, I certainly never talked about um, religious freedom when I was in a high school uh, history class. And so I think people are generally okay if you don't ever stumble upon those issues until maybe you're in law school. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I wanted to ask you, as as you looked at these numbers, you digest all of this, and uh, you're always in the middle of the middle of so many of these conversations, and particularly things that uh, rise to the level of the Supreme Court, which, as, as you rightly pointed out, sometimes we get hyper-focused on those isolated uh, but very uh, divisive topics uh, that, that come up as it relates to religious liberty and religious freedom. Uh, but as you look at it from that perspective, understanding that uh, and checking this uh, broad support for some of these things, why is it that we continue to focus on the the really divisive pieces as opposed to, hey, we can have conversations about all kinds of things as it relates uh, to religion, religious liberty, and religious history? Well, I think that there is a certain impulse in us, and it applies to the news media as well, that it's sort of like it's most interesting to look at conflict and to look at both sides and what they're saying, and then um, maybe sometimes not at certain solutions, but mostly just talk about the drama because it's the it's the juiciness. It's like people who want to watch soap operas on TV instead of just the um, a lovely nature documentary or something. <laughs> but then the, the other part of it is um, that. That, that these are the loudest voices in the room, the people that are upset about something. And so the attention naturally draws to like the causes that they're concerned with. You don't, um, you don't zoom in on the people who are happily preparing the Christmas dis- tree display. <laughs> right. Exactly. Before I let you go, I can't let you go without having at least one Supreme court question. Uh, we do know that the uh, Supreme court comes back uh, into session. It'll be the first time they're live uh, in a long time uh, coming up next week. Uh, And a lot of these very issues uh, are going to be on the docket. Uh, Give us just a a real quick sneak preview of what you're going to be watching rolling into this next session of the Supreme Court. Oh, sure. A couple of the cases to watch for this fall have to do with government surveillance and also with the religious freedom rights of inmates that are on death row. Um, So the first case is about um, surveillance of the Muslim community and the context under which the government can claim a state secrets privilege. And it's 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 really interesting in the in light of the 20th anniversary of 9-11 that the Muslim community is still struggling with its relationship with the government and sort of surveillance efforts that perhaps went too far. But any lawsuits that were filed based on that have often been stopped with the, the government saying, we can't tell you that's a national security thing. It's a secrets right. um, issue. And so the Supreme Court's going to look at if that's been sort of too much deference given to the government on that front. And then in early November, I believe November 1st, is when the Supreme Court has slotted in a case out of Texas about whether 
someone who's about to be executed should be able to have access to their religious leader up until the point of having them actually lay hands on them and pray with them. Uh, and it, it's just fascinating because that affects people from a variety of faith groups. Yeah. And it just it sort of makes all of us reflect on what we owe to those inmates. Yeah. Wow. Fascinating stuff, as always. Kelsey Dallas, the associate editor of Deseret News National, covers religion, politics, and Supreme Court and uh, one of our favorite guests on the show. Thanks for joining us. We'll have you back soon to break down some more as it relates to the Supreme Court as they get back into session. Kelsey, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Boyd. Have a great day. All right. Uh, Always love Kelsey's perspective. Uh, We'll put her piece up uh, on our social media feeds today. Uh, Great look at uh, some surprising support for religion in schools, and the the topic uh, is an important one, and uh, we'll continue to track and follow that as we move along. Don't go anywhere, because coming up at 2.05, we're going to have George Will join us live on the line. We'll have an in-depth conversation about his new book uh, that you don't want to miss. And uh, we're going to continue our dialogue around how do we have dialogue? How do we do it different? What does the future of the country really look like? And what's our job to make it? Stay with us on KSL News Radio. We'll be right back. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.